everyone and welcome to the Pocket Knockers, the podcast in which we battle out our favourite series, this is films, games, well, cars. And today is a very special episode because we are doing Doctor Who stories. Woo! Oh yeah! In a turn of events, uh, we have, uh, obviously, Ed on the panel here, fighting against Coop Cooper himself in the top left corner for those watching. Um, man, this is, uh, unfortunately, because I don't know too much about Doctor Who, and I have watched quite a lot of Doctor Who in the Tenant era, but I, uh, I, I honestly, I'm looking at the list of episodes or stories that we have in front of us, and I'm finding it hard to remember any by name. So, uh, hey, Coop, please introduce yourself. Ed, take it from here. I am the judge, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely stuff. Oh. Well, yes. Woo. We'll start by... Int- yes. Why don't you do your introduction, then, Coop? <laughs> Tell us all about what Hello, you do. everyone, and hello, the Pocket Knockers. I am Coop Cooper. I'm a variety streamer, kind of going down the horror route at the moment because people like to make me shit my pants, basically. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good stuff. Do you, um, do you do much stuff with uh, with Tina? By any chance? Tina, no, no, I do not. Um, I do not do much with Tina, as you refer to him. Um, I do fairly often, but well, no, I say fairly often, I've done it a few times, where I would like to do community streams to bring people together, do quizzes and things like that. Oh, lovely. And, oh, that being said, Coop, picking up what you're putting down, for anyone, listening, we and all, <laughs> for anyone listening right now, well, happy birthday to Ed and I, because it's our birthdays, birthdays as this comes out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now you've set the date now for me to release it. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> See, I'm not convinced uh, so, you will. That's why I'm wearing a Christmas Doctor Who job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't believe my... it'll come out on time. <laughs> I'm wearing a Timeless Hoonigan t-shirt. But uh, next month, on the 17th of December, on Coop Cooper's Twitch channel, uh, there's going to be a big old quiz. Uh, Many people taking part, and indeed the Pocket Knockers, Ed and I, will be on a team to try and fight for, uh, well, the right to party. There'll be beverages and well, questions, I should hope, imagine, Coop. Uh, well, it's based I'm, on... I'm really hoping I'll do better than the last quiz that you asked because I was fucking awful. Well, you didn't do the worst, so it's fine. Um, the yeah. next one is actually based on 70s, 80s and 90s game shows. Oh, nice. Wow. That, I, 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 I'm not sure that I'm going to do some bit of my own plugging here, but I do often stream to game shows from the 70s, 80s and 90s, so uh, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> I have very little to no connection with any of them. So, now we've done that portion. <laughs> I'm, this is, I didn't know that until now, and I've never been more happier with my decision to side with Ed. Yeah, uh, that's how often he, uh, Mike actually watches my shit. Uh, yeah. uh, totally an original, plagiarise everybody else's content, and that's how I... I've, I've never seen, I very rarely see him in your chat. <laughs> no, no, he's never fucking there. He's never. No, there. no. The, no. the only times he ever used to be in there was um, in his previous job. He used to pop by on his lunch breaks, and he used to watch the stream muted. 
So yeah, yeah. that was good. I could true, just, true. I could just go, hello, you cunt. And it's fine. Yeah, um, except that it's fine not to be called a cunt. <laughs> you just write it on a piece of paper and hold it up instead. Anyway, back to the podcast. As yes. I alluded to earlier, our lists, or should I say, these guys' lists are actually all episodes and stories. As always, the first round, uh, they're going to have a, a list of all their best favourite episodes, and the wheel will give them an episode each, uh, and they'll have to fight for the uh, the best episode and the the one that they find the, the most pleasing to the eyes and ears. <laughs> then. <laughs> <laughs> the second round, the second round will be the shit episodes and uh, they're going to be the ones that they deem to be the worst and they'll b- battle it out for which one is indeed the worst. And we have a super special third round. Of course, I am uh, not a Doctor Who Whovian. Eh? 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 Whovian? Oh, very good. You've well, got that, it right that's for a, once. That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> um, and uh, because I don't know much, we're just going to fight... Uh, all, any doctors that I've picked in a list um, and uh, they have to fight for why they would be the best Doctor Who. I'll give you a quick rundown through my doctors that we have here. Oh, I have chosen 10. <laughs> we have uh, Dr. Dre, uh, Quincy M.E., House, Doc Robbins from CSI, who's paraplegic, Dr. Phil, uh, Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Frasier, uh, he's a, a psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. Evil, one million dollars. Uh, Doc Brown, I had to put that one in there, else I would get shot by Ed. Uh, and of course, Dr. Lecture coming oh, is, at you. Is that Doc Brown? I thought he was Doc Brown, the comedian. It's no, that's Doc Brown Back, Back to, to the Future. future. <laughs> right, okay. As you can tell, oh, Nick, oh, sorry, I was going to say Nick, I'm thinking of Dr. Nick. Ed knew about this. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. You've got a nice, pleasant surprise for the last round. Yeah, uh, so uh, we can look forward to that. Make sure you listen and watch until the end if you are on YouTube. Uh, but first off, we have our, well, they're good lists. So guys, what we're going to do, I don't know for those of you who tuned into the Cars one, but we had a quick rundown uh, through each of our... Uh, our choices and uh, just a one-liner please on you know why you why you picked that episode a basic synopsis mm-hmm. um ed well, what i'll do is i'll do one of each so we'll start off with ed's choice of the sea devils okay yeah this is the this is at the top of my list for one big reason it's the one that probably got me hooked on Doctor Who in the first place. Uh, it's, it's from the Pertwee era. Uh, I caught a couple of epi- couple of episodes from different stories before this, um, Patrick Troughton mostly. Um, but they were, then I thought, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I started watching it and I watched the thing all, all the way through. And that was when, that was it when I used to religiously watch it every week on BBC Two. Um, okay. Yeah, that's mine. Nice. Uh, sorry, and the oh, Sea Devils. What the are sea uh, devils. the Sea? What the are sea they? Devils. The Sea Devils. They're um, they're they're closely related to another um, another uh, enemy of the Doctor. You might know as the Silurians. Right. So I'm not, that, that uh, was yeah. Matt Smith. You might not know it. Um, no, no. I, he was he was tenant as well. The side the uh, the the, no, the ball guys. That's the Sontarans. Oh, the, classic mistake! The Silurians. They um they are a, an species of yeah. Of, of Earth, um, they, they were deep underground. Um, the, the sea devils are similar, but they lived under the sea. And this one, Judge it was another one with a master, uh, and the master was trying to use the sea devils as a weapon. Uh, Good. I don't. I don't care. Heaven sent coop. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm not going to lie. 
I am a fairly big Doctor Who fan, but I'm not a great Doctor Who fan. As you'll see through my list, I've only got New Who in there. But Heaven Sent, and I will be honest in this situation, is probably probably top five to above this list. In it is okay to say it was a yeah. I would say it was a masterpiece. The the audio direction, the storyline behind it. In short, we're really making this short. It's all about the Doctor chewing the scenery. He is being transported somewhere. He's just lost his best friend. And he is Billy trying Piper. to find his way out. Okay. Billy Piper. Right. No, not Billy yeah. Piper. No. <laughs> Genesis uh. of the Daleks, Ed. Uh, right, Genesis of the Daleks is... Come on, um, quicker this time, guys. Okay, we'll be yeah, here for right. fucking ever. Uh, people think this is this is a major turning point uh, of, of the series of the Daleks with Doctor Who. This goes. Uh, this is when the Doctor is sent back to try and prevent the Daleks from ever existing. And this is when he first introduced right. Davros, uh, the creator of the Daleks. And you get to really see the war between the... Between, um, uh, the oh, the, so the, the, uh, the I remember. I remember the picture of the skyline with all the Daleks descending on London. This is, is Tom Baker. The- this is Tom Baker. Oh! Mm. Very similar storyline to one that I've seen. Mm, anyway. 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 Two, two, <laughs> we're going on to Blink, and I must say, oh. this is actually an episode of Doctor Who that I remember very well. I watched it a few times. Um, uh, Blink is the introduction to the Weeping Angels. Um, yes. Within the most recent years, it's quite... It, they play on the base fear of humanity, I think. And that's what I'm going to say for now. Just in case okay. it comes um, yeah. up. Yeah, I, I will also say I, it will be very difficult for me to uh, fight against that one if that comes up uh, as Coop Selection because it would be on my list. Uh, as probably the best of new Doctor Who. Ed, Remembrance of the Daleks. Remembrance of the Daleks is... Um, uh, uh, this is actually my son's favourite classic Doctor Who serial. And um, it was when there was a war on Earth between two factions of Daleks and the Doctor was also there. And it takes them back to um, the original setting from the first ever Doctor Who story as well. Uh, okay. Sylvester McCoy. Good. Um, uh, empty Child slash The Doctor Dances Coop. I assume this is a two-parter? It is a two-parter. It is from the first series, uh, Christopher Eccleston. And it's about a converted child that is going around and converting everybody else. Okay. I remember, actually, um, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who. uh, My dad and I watched it um, together. um, And I remember... Him, uh, there was it was I think it was a very early episode I think when he first encounters a Dalek, and um, Christopher Eccleston runs up the stairs, and my dad went Ah, you see, they can't go up the bloody stairs, and then they Elevate. did start going up the stairs, <laughs> and he was like Fuck! Ah, oh my god! Um, so yeah, the Christopher Eccleston sort of you say series one, but it was series one of the reboot, right? Yeah, this is where. Yeah, so this sorry, is where that's I'm why quite, I meant, yeah, This is where I'm quite a nerd actually for this one um, because they, they they do run up the stairs and they're like, oh, you can't do it, and everyone's like, oh, it's the first time ever, and it wasn't. It was actually no, the remembrance not. of the Daleks, which oh. um, was uh, was when it when it was oh. first happened. Yeah. Oh, so actually, and it wasn't Christopher Eccleston that ran up the stairs either. It was that twat from Coronation Street and Billy Piper. Oh yes, uh, Trevor. Right. Uh, I thought we weren't <laughs> correcting people in this anymore. Trevor Coronation. Yeah, um. yeah. Got chicken. Um, <laughs> Ed, enemy of the world. 
Uh, Enemy of the World is um, the, well. This was this was recovered um, a Patrick Troughton serial. Um, I can't remember. Ten, let's say fifteen years ago, something like that. It was recovered, um, and I I got it on DVD, and I loved it. It's uh, the, for the main reason uh, Patrick Troughton plays two characters. He plays the enemy, and he plays the Doctor. Good, uh, Coop Army of Ghosts slash Doomsday. Another two parter. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, this is a, um, as you said, a double feature. It's got two enemies, and it's the Daleks, the Cybermen versus humanity. Wow. I think that's all I need to say. Okay. Uh, I mean, that sounds, storyline-wise, up for it. Uh, Ed, the Tenth Planet. Uh, tenth Planet, it's uh, William Hartnell's last serial in Doctor Who. Uh, it was the first one to feature the Cybermen. Uh, I think it's the creepiest version of the Cybermen, in, in my opinion. Um, that's it, really. That's all I'll go on. I think every time uh, you say serial, you have to edit in South Park. I'm super serial. <laughs> I love the way you have to edit every the time word serial in the spreadsheet as well. Thank yeah, you for just that. had to note that down so that you remember to do it. Uh, we go from the tenth planet to uh, the eleventh hour with Coop. Uh, this is the introduction to the eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith. Um, okay. It's, well, tell you what. We're just going to keep this sweet from now on, all small, because we need to get on with the rest of the podcast. So, yeah, introduction to Matt Smith. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Doctor's Wife, Ed. Uh, Doctor's <laughs> Wife, this was brilliant, uh, written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, it's a planet called House, which then wants to consume the TARDIS. And it ends up being a, a very interesting chase between the Doctor's companions, Amy and Rory, through the TARDIS, whilst House is controlling it and um, just torturing, trying to play with them. Not kill them, play with them. We're not talking Hugh Laurie. Hugh, no, 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 not, 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 not that house. No, not. Okay. Coop. Coop. Stolen, <laughs> Coop. Stolen Earth, Journey's End. Another two-parter, uh, everyone. It certainly is. Uh, Stolen Earth, Journey's End is the farewell song to Donna Noble. This is again with um, David Tennant. Um, it involves Davros returning for the first time in New Who. And he has stolen the earth. Oh, I hate it when they steal the earth. Ed, Midnight. Midnight, I love it. It's one of your, what do they call it? The bottle episode where it's all set in, you know, one place. Um, it's oh, okay. The, the Doctor and another group of people, David Tennant, you might remember this one, where they are on a, a little transporter across a diamond planet called Midnight. And there's like games of being banging on the side of the hull. And it's just a case of like everyone's scared. People don't know what's going on. And it's just all built on suspense. It's, it's okay. probably the second best thing since Blink. Oh, I I mean I don't that doesn't ring a bell and it sounds like one that I probably would remember. Uh may have to watch it when I come and visit. Uh Coop, a good man goes to war. Uh good man goes to war um follows on from Ed's selection of um the doctor's wife but not directly after but there's a few tie-ins. Okay. Um and the story is the doctor's companion has been stolen. She has given birth while she's been stolen. Um, and it's how he goes about getting her back. With a vengeance, I hope. Uh, so Liam Neeson, you'll find so out. much to say in it. Is, is Liam Neeson yeah. the doctor? I, I would actually say Rory's Liam Neeson in this one, which more makes it even better. Yeah. Um, Rory. Yeah, and you don't it's, expect it's one, it One first. of two companions. It's really, really good. Was he the black guy? No, no. no. Rory, um, no? Uh, uh, Karen Gillan. You know Karen Gillan, don't you? 
Not by name. The, the ginger lady who was with Matt Smith. Um, um, it, was, it was her. And, oh yeah, I know and, her. Yeah, yeah. Rory's. Oh, I know by. her from the uh, the um, Avengers. No, Marvel films. No, I know what you're. Jumanji. 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 Yes. Yes. She's amazing in Jumanji. I'm a fan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's Vincent amazing. That's all she does. Vincent and the Doctor is a really uh, I find a really powerful episode um, one because it's um, one of the very few times that uh, Doctor Who um, touches upon mental health if anything okay Um, and it's it's done really delicately they still keep a a good funny story going but it's 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 tear jerking um, and it's really touching that scene at the end what era is this what who is it uh, Matt Smith Okay. Right. Uh, Coop, we got Sound of Drums slash uh, Last of the Time Lords, another two-parter. Okay. This comes off the back of an episode where they go to the end of time. And someone that has been, we'll say friendly throughout the episode, turns out to be a master who has been turned into a human due to the comedian's... No, I was about to say comedian circuit, comedian art. And... um, he has taken over England as the Prime Minister. Right. And then more sh- shenanigans happen. Gotcha. You. Okay. you might remember Sounds it with, cool. You might remember it with John Sim as the master. Uh, okay, another David John, 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 you I mean, John Sim, uh, no, I don't You'll recognise him, him you know. Sim. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, right, we've got uh, Day of the Doctor, Ed. Uh, yes, um, Day of the Doctor was the uh, 50th anniversary special, um, so there was okay. lots of interesting stuff going on, and we introduced John Hurt as a previous incarnation the of late. the Doctor, so it was before Christopher, ah. before Christopher Eccleston, the late oh. great John Hurt, yes. Yes, I think I may. I, I haven't seen this episode, but is this one where uh, David Tennant comes back in yeah, for the yeah, episode? Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I remember him like tweeting or something, and you know, dressed up properly, saying it's good to be back on the set again or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, silence in the library slashed Forest of the Dead Coop. Another two-parter. Okay. Well, they're very good. The two-parter. Well, some of them are. Um, yeah. <laughs> this it's- is the introduction to River Song. Do for a long time goes through all of these, and you have hints. Um, and this is where she first comes into the series. Okay, and she knows the doctor very well. Who's River Song? Sorry, River Song is a um, we're introduced in this one as um, someone who is important in the doctor's future, but uh, the doctor does not know the person yet. So um, oh, okay. it's, it's, they they use that time travel aspect, but um, they have a very close relationship together. We'll just say that. A very, okay. very. Mm. Uh, and finally, from Ed, the Unicorn and the Wasp. Unicorn and the Wasp. I love this one because it's just fun. It is a really, it's one of those ones where you can tell there's probably going to be a lot of dramatic shit coming along in future episodes. And this is one yeah. where they're just going, you know what, let's just have a laugh. And they, they introduce Agatha Christie because they introduce Agatha Christie. They do like a proper uh, okay. Agatha Christie style, you know, like, like murder mystery. Yeah, murder mystery. And it's, it's Who done it? <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. And it's a giant and- fucking wasp. <laughs> Good. Is there a unicorn? Uh, no. Sort of. Well... <laughs> oh, he gets a boner. Right. Uh, <laughs> finally, turn left. Uh, turn left is a story from um, you've got David Tennant, Donna No, not Patrick Donna, Catherine Tate, and 
It's a very Dr. Light episode. It um, goes into the idea of if you made one slight decision in your past, how your life would change and how that would affect the rest of the world. Okay, sure. I had this vision of them only being able to turn left. No. <laughs> Which would, I mean, it would be funny, but yeah. Okay, right. Ed, if you would like to prepare those wheels, and please, uh, we call upon the wheel gods uh, to uh, to spin up some good ones for these two, huh? No right, who's wheel are you starting that, with? Can I just say, I'm impressed that at no point during this have you said they pick... The subjects. I, I was really constantly aware of once. that. I, I, I've noticed you kind of you it, the, the way you've got approached it this time is you've just tried to avoid saying it at all. Yes, um, and yes. here we are. What are we about to do? What are we about to do? Tell the people listening what we're about to do. Uh, Ed is about to spin Coop's wheel, and that wheel will decide Ooh. which uh, episode Coop is going to have to fight for. Fucking brilliant. How many episodes in? Right. Um, yeah. This is Coop's wheel. Let's go. Spin. Tick, 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 tick. Which one are you going to pick, Coop? Oh, seven cents. Seven cents. Very nice. Okay. Okay. For those of you listening who did not hear that because we were all exclaiming over each other, Coop has heaven sent. Nice. That's sent as in Santa letter, not sent as in, you know, Glade. <laughs> or American currency. Well, what would be the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wheel is spinning and I have Ooh. Remembrance of the Daleks. Remembrance of the Daleks. Fucking hell. Nice. Okay. Okay, okay. so I mean, I'm, just so we know, just so we're very clear, everyone, ladies and gentlemen listening, I will be impartial. I know that uh, my compadre is Edward, but fear not, because in this realm, Coop is as much of my brethren as Eduardo is. And to be honest, we look a lot more like each other anyway. So <laughs> um, let's kick it off. I am just going to start off, guys. I just want the synopsis of the episode, even though you just went through it briefly. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, give me a a healthier chunk, yeah? Mm. All right, okay. we'll do it as the wheel's picked. Coop. Oh, okay. so I was hoping you were going to say uh, Ed first so I can kind of prepare myself. Okay, so mm. Heaven Sent. It starts off in a stone room, clockwork items on the wall, and a big, what looks like a, um, a shower cubicle in the middle. Right. Um, you see somebody burning. And they hit the floor and their arm disappears after they've written the word bird on the floor. Ooh. Good. Um, the doctor appears and basically has a speech to essentially no one about how he's going to chase him down for killing his companion. Right. Therein, the rest of the episode is him being chased by a creature in a veil, which he exclaims is one of his worst fears from when he was a child. Right. And every time he makes a confession, this veiled creature stops. Uh, he uh, can run, he can okay. sleep, he can everything else, but all the time this creature is walking. And it's uh, kind of an allegory for death, as in that you, this creature starts its life with you and it ends when you end. It follows you throughout your life. It doesn't matter how fast you go, eventually it will catch up with you. Right, but the okay. only thing distancing you is how many truths and things you own up to yes. in that time. Uh, every okay. time he tells one of these truths, the whole he's in a massive fort in the ocean, which he works out. It the rooms change. It's like a puzzle box. Okay, and from that point, he 
all the way in up until probably the last 10 minutes of the episode, um, which he finds out there is a massive wall of, oh God, Asbantium, I believe it's called, which is meant to be 100 times more hard than diamond. Good. And he starts punching it because, hey, that's how you get through it. Yes. It's 20 foot thick. Um, and the veil crouches up with him. He then starts dying, and he spent, then drags himself from th- this room all the way back to the original room. Um, yeah. Takes him a day and a half whilst burnt and falling to pieces. Yes. To which point he then connects himself to the machine and burns his body to reproduce himself as he was when he first went in there. Oh, so because he saw himself buffer, dying in the buffer. beginning. Yes. Um, at which point it then fast forwards where it has clips of of him chewing the scenery and talking through, and slowly but surely he's telling the story of the bird from the Brothers Grimm. And he ends up being in there for four and a half billion years. Good. yeah. And over that time, he's slowly chipping away at this diamond, well, we'll call it diamond because it's easier to say, there's bantium, (laughs) until he breaks through. Okay. And the score, well, I've heard it without the score, and it's actually really haunting, but the score is such a build-up to it. You've got uh, Peter Capaldi just chewing the scenery on his own, showing us how he thinks, because he's lost his his best friend, and what things he would normally say to her, or things he would normally say into his head, he's saying out loud. Yeah. And you really get to see how the Doctor, in the Peter Capaldi form, how he really thinks. And, well, it's a, it's a beautiful and... Well, philosophical episode, at least. Well, that sounds like a very thick, yeah, very deep storyline going on there. And um, in this episode, does he break through that wall? He does. He does. And it it hints to him that as he gets to the end of each, I think it takes about four days each cycle, because he finds millions of skulls. As you can imagine, four days, um, well, sorry, four and a half billion years divided by four days is quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Each time his skull survives when he gets burnt and that ends up falling into the ocean and he's seen oh, right. all these skulls. And he doesn't realise until fairly towards the end that they are all him. And therefore yeah. he then starts hinting that he remembers each time before. Oh, right. Okay. So he has got hints of memory from four and a half billion years of being chased around a puzzle box and then punching through a diamond wall. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like, I mean, you say it like you just said then, he's four and a half million years being reincarnated, trying to punch his way through a diamond wall each time he reincarnates himself. That sounds like a fairly easy structure to get hold of, but it's it's all those separate layers and everything that uh, that they add in each episode that makes uh, makes makes each episode essentially a mini movie uh, that you can tell uh, a team of people have put a lot of effort and time cool. into. Um, okay, good. It captures that essence of Doctor Who quite well. I feel um, it feels like there's not too much of a set going on. It feels like it's quite an enclosed sort of thing. It's all about the acting. It's right. all about the the it's all about the yeah, the way it's it's displayed it's rather Peter than the, best. Uh, right okay I mean uh, to be honest I've not heard too many positive things about Peter Capaldi um, I don't wow. know um, I'll be honest yeah his writing so at some points was a bit weak he was brilliant though no no sorry yeah I don't mean he's <clears throat> shit I yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. you always hear about these amazing episodes and all these good things <laughs> and I you know I don't really see Peter Capaldi's face you know. I mean, too, quite, too contra- quite controversially, he's actually probably my 
favorite doctor in New Who. I know that's not a good, a common thing with people, but yeah, he is probably my doctor. I assume your favorite James Bond is George Lazenby as well. Then, ah, <laughs> oh, eat a dick. <laughs> 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 right, Edward. Um, I can't even remember which one yours. Oh, Remembrance of the Daleks. That is right. Fire away. Um, Synopsis of, me. Okay, Remembrance of the Daleks uh, was um, a loose continuation of previous Dalek stories that um, I I would say started with um, a Peter Davison um, set of stories and then um, Colin Baker. But this one, it was Sylvester McCoy. Um, what happened here? Was it was all set around um, Coal Hill School and Totters yeah. Lane, which people um, might recall as that was the school um, the Doctor's granddaughter went to, and um, um, Totters Lane Scrapyard was the first story, well, the first ever story that was where uh, that they lived, and that was where the TARDIS was. Right. Sorry, you say first ever story, like first ever Doctor Who story. Yeah. Okay. With, uh, right. with William okay. Hartnell. So it was it was a bit of like a nice little flashback there, you know, a nod to it. Um, but um this was set in nineteen sixty-three and um the, the doctor came back there because of something that um was there that the Daleks were after. He left a, a weapon called the Hand of Omega, which could basically destroy planets. Was it, did they have a did they have a Seamaster version of the Amiga? No, unfortunately not. Oh, <clears throat> um, and so yeah, he he knew where it was, and he knew the Daleks were looking for it. Now the, the thing with this is, there were two factions of the Daleks. So you had the uh, the Imperial Daleks, which were like white and gold, and then you had the Renegade Daleks, which were more of a classic look. The difference right. here is the Renegade Daleks. They decided to separate themselves from the Imperial Daleks because of their their, their xenophobic nature, where they they okay. believed everything to be pure, and they believed that the Daleks were no longer as pure as they were before. So they were both there trying to fight it out on Earth to uh, to to get this Hand of Omega, which the Doctor was trying to protect. Also, yeah. also it seemed. So it was a lot of yeah, a lot of fighting between Daleks. But also Daleks trying to um, trying to use humans as uh, as weapons as well. Just a you know a fair fair good bit of fighting. Good, right, good 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 um, story. You know, a, a very brilliant acting from uh, Sylvester McCoy. I think he was really in his element in this story, to be honest. And the wonderful and, Sophie uh, Aldred as Ace. I do. Uh, you say they use humans as weapons. I assume they didn't pick them up and just beat people with them. I assume that they uh, manipulated <laughs> no, so, them to uh, um, fight for the, them. There the, were there were people there um, uh, at the time who, well, it's it's once again it was a basic humans with with their own political agendas, and the Daleks said that they could provide them with the power that they wanted, and they were they were they were just basically using them to help aid them to 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 get this this weapon, which is the Hand of Omega. The right, great thing okay. about the whole thing is you finally see that there's there's a fight between the two Dalek factions. The Imperial Daleks get it, and you see the 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 uh, throughout the serial, you see the Emperor Dalek, and then you find out the Emperor Dalek. It's like this, this domed Dalek, and it opens yeah. up, and it was Davros all along. Oh no! So he's he's the dun, Emperor dun, dun, Dalek, dun. and they managed to get the Hand of Omega. And right. the, the doctor's there telling him, that, you know, no, don't, don't, you can't use this, you can't use this. And then they do use it and they fire it. Do as they want. Right. But um, they don't know that the doctor previously, he knew this was going to happen all along and he planned it out. And the Hand of Omega destroyed Scarrow, which is the Dalek's own planet. He was playing with them all along. 
Right, okay. That's pretty cool. And just to clarify, what power does the hand of Amiga have? Is it like the GoldenEye? No, it's it's it, it's uh, it was just basically a, a weapon to destroy planets. Um, okay, yeah, just and what so, like just a, a big lasery sort of scenario. Yeah, or? well, it, it, in the end, it looked like they just fired a missile. It was that kind of thing. It was supposed to have it was supposed to have mm. certain powers, but that was the power that they were using it for. So it's the um, equivalent of a modern day nuclear football. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say more of a nuclear coffin because um, he, mm. they did actually bury it. You know, they, they, I, think yeah. he, I think he actually got an undertaker to look after it—a blind undertaker who thought it was a coffin. And uh, Sylvester McCoy, uh, not uh, one of the doctors. You know, people um, when they talk about historic doctors, he's not usually the first one that rolls off the tongue. No, he was um, um, through the the uh, excluding Paul McGann in this for who was in the nineteen uh, in nineteen ninety six TV movie. Yeah, um, he was the last person to play the Doctor before it right, was can- okay. before it was finally cancelled. Because this was what eighties. This was eighty. I think this was eighty-eight or eighty-nine. I think. Okay. Yeah. So um, when I in my previous job, uh, one of the guys there was very into Doctor Who as well, mm. um, and he went to a Comic Con sort of uh, event. Uh, it wasn't Comic Con. It was like you know one of those Poundland versions. But mm-hmm. um, and he, Sylvester McCoy was there doing autographs, and he took a DVD like his original. Well, mm. not the original DVD. It was the original. Now it would have been a reprint or some shit, but anyway, he got him to sign it and stuff like that, and he yeah he bought it in to show us. But uh, I remember one of the other guys saying uh, that Sylvester McCoy was um, I don't want to say ratty, but he was he had a bit of a different attitude. Is that right? So it's yeah, I would say he was more. Boy, it's really difficult to say because Colin like Bake, intense. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say so. No, he, he. I think he, he still had a, a humorous nature about him. Definitely. Yeah. But there was supposed to be. They were trying to bring out a bit more mystery behind the Doctor at the time. Like he, he, he maybe has he got underlying motives or things like that. They were really trying to push at that, and it was getting right. to a point. It was really good. But unfortunately, um, the BBC, after it's, um, it was dwindling at the time, and uh, yeah. it was a bit too late. Unfortunately, they, 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 it was a really this his first se- se- season was a bit not great. I'll be honest. The second, the season afterwards, and the one after that, they were really good. Okay, uh, um, and this is where it really, it really shone, and it showed that it could still be so good. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I think it was a bit too late, and the control of the BBC at the time. I think he'd 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 already made his decision that he didn't want it. He was the person that decided that Colin Baker should you know should be recast in the first place. Colin okay. Baker was actually the only person to uh, portray Doctor the Doctor in the classic Doctor Who who was not there for the regeneration scene because he refused to because they basically sacked him. <laughs> Good. So I mean, if if that's his, the case, you just have to be His regeneration scene was actually Sylvester McCoy in a blonde curly wig. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> right. Um, now, I'm going to ask a question here. It's not the most straightforward question in the world, but what I want to try and do is I've watched episodes of Doctor Who, like when even, like as I say, I watched some Tenant stuff, and the sets, like on the TARDIS and stuff, like you can tell that it's like a yogurt pot painted gold and then stuck to the side of the wall. Uh, and the set design sometimes is, you know, you can tell that they've just made with what they can and things like that. You can tell it's not going to age too well right off the bat. Of course, right back in the early days, 
they didn't really have too much choice and they actually amongst the other television of the era managed to make it look extremely awesome i believe probably all of our parents uh have told us stories about them quivering after watching an episode of doctor who uh fearing that the daleks were going to uh, come and kill them and if you go back and watch those episodes now it's laughable to think that that was uh, even a little bit scary but what i want to do is i want i'm going to ask you a question uh that question is going to be in the era how did it look? So you mentioned there that you've got basically a war happening, Ed, in your episode. Mm-hmm. And how, how did that look on TV? How did they, obviously it's not going to look like 300 or it's not going to look like, you know, um, Gladiator or anything mass like Lord of the Rings or anything like that. It's not, not that production value, but uh, something, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let's start with Coop though. Coop's got a much more simple oh. task because his is much more recent and his set, by the sounds of it at least, is much smaller. Uh, uh, so, Coop, do you think that in in fifty years' time from the date that that was released, you're going to go back and watch that? Do you think it would have aged well? Um, I believe it will. It was filmed in both Caerphilly and Cardiff Castle because that was meant oh, to be right. the so they filmed on, on on set. Filmed, okay, yes. So it was um, obviously you have a bit Sorry. of CGI I in there. Where must correct myself. In- uh, I, I said on set, I meant filmed on location. Yes, I know what you meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> and I may have even repeated what you said, but I, I know what I meant as well. <laughs> um, so the outside and establishing shots, it looks kind of like a, a donut-shaped castle in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Um, but all the internal shots are um, that from Caerphilly and Cardiff Castle. Um, but the, yeah, the CGI will hold up fairly well, I believe. It's a little bit janky because... That's the nature of CGI and Doctor Who. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. That that sort of that jankiness, as you put it, is uh, it it's, does add to the tombra of it. Um, carry on. It's all a bit. It's all a bit. The the aesthetics of Doctor Who we can all agree are a little bit camp in the way that they are done. Um, but that's part of the enjoyment of it. Is you enjoy the shit with the great side of it. If it was too good. You would expect it all the time. If it was even worse than it is, then you're probably a bit harder to watch in the I mean, modern era. Without going off on too much of a tangent about it, my favourite sci-fi series is Red Dwarf. And I think from yeah. what I've seen, it, yeah. they are pretty much the kings of uh, slapstick-looking set design and just making things look... Enjoyable uh, jank. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right, Edward. Yours. How how does it look? How how we go in? Does well, it does it I'm, look? I'm, I, I, while i saying this, I know I'm not, I'm not supposed to be kind of pushing a coop's uh, side on this, but as you said, it's all filmed on location, and I think it was uh, there was quite a minimal use of uh, effects and CGI because uh, because of the nature of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of this was the same as well. Um, it was a lot of it was filmed on location. Um, it was supposed to be like a, a quieter London suburb, and they did very well with that. Um, and the, the Daleks looks really good. I mean, it was the introduction of um, a Dalek that was only ever seen properly in this serial. They, they designed it for this, which was the special weapons Dalek, they called it, which was basically right. a giant. It was like almost a turret Dalek with a, like a massive, a, a massive gun, you know. Like he's Sorry, got, so uh, you say turret Dalek, that's the, the, when you say Dalek, that's what I'm thinking of. Is that a turret Dalek? Oh, we're talking yeah, just the, one Yeah, the this one here, it's just like, I had a flatter top and it just, but it, it had, it was like very, um, it I very, want to find a picture. Very war-torn. Special, of the what special, is it called? Special weapons Dalek. 
more tanky than the originals. Weapons Dalek. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And you can kind of you you can kind of see on the one of the location shots there. You, it did. It looked fucking brilliant. And um, yeah. I think this and is I what, could, yeah. why my son was really into this because I mean it was only used properly in one scene, but it was they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell going back there as well. I'm sure Ed will put a picture of it on the YouTube version. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, feel free. But Ed's description is actually fairly accurate. If you know what a Dalek looks like, listening. think about that, but built by the Russians. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good description. And, I like it. Yeah, um, and it's it's it, it, you can imagine uh, back in the you know the, all the kids back in the day. Um, if they weren't scared of Daleks, this thing was definitely going to keep them up at night, I'm sure. Uh, mm. And uh, it, looks, it does look fantastic. And I bet you that's just in some warehouse, maybe even a museum somewhere, uh, sat there collecting dust. Um, the the, the, the music for it felt very 80s synthy. Um, yeah. But okay. in, in, in a good way. Um, you, you, They were really, put, you know, they were on a shoestring budget, as we all know. Yeah. And they did really fucking good for it. There were a couple of set shots, like inside the spaceship of the Imperial, uh, the Imperial Dalek spaceship, which were a bit, you know, not not as good. But um, yeah. there, there wasn't a lot of that. And they, the, this one here, they really managed to to, to use minimal effects. Um, yes, uh, and okay. because they were using the nineteen sixties uh, era, it was it was more of costumes than special effects. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. I think I think it still holds up. I know full well that it holds up because, as I said, what my son's—he's fourteen now—and he first watched this as, as when he was probably about six or seven. Yeah, and it's his favorite Doctor Who serial. Really? Yeah. So, um, uh, it's, okay. I think I think that shows how it holds up. He, he and and you know he's gotten older and he he does notice as you know that it is a bit janky, but he 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 loves it and it, it doesn't stop you from enjoying it. That's all. Okay. Well, I've made my decision. Oh, God. Um, and I am very sorry to say, uh, uh, little, um, little penguin pup, oh. <laughs> but uh, Coop has won this one. Nah, fuck off. Um, wow. I'm Coop has won this one. I'm just going I'm just going to say something real quick, and then I do actually have another question about these two to ask you. Hmm. Um, because I was very tempted to ask you whilst you were talking about it and use it against you but uh, I'll ask I'll say in a second uh, but yeah that uh, filming on location in the castle I already have the image of what it, that episode looks like in my head and I've never seen it before um, I can I can imagine the way it looks the the acting in there as well it's all guys who are audience <laughs> I've never seen it before but I really want to watch that episode now um, and I didn't get that same feeling from your episode Ed um oh. I'm sorry, but no, it's uh, fine. It's good. It coops is good. I'm, yeah, I'll yeah, be honest. Just, I had to watch it a second time to appreciate it. First time round, it just felt like a filler. To oh, because yeah, it was pretty much the penultimate story um, mm. for for that series, and it felt yeah. like they were just doing it to get from one point to another. Yeah, you says you with your fucking hand of Olympus. Right. Um, <laughs> my question that I was going to ask you was, uh, knowing each other's episodes, mm. can, can you, uh, sorry, Coop, assuming you know the Ed's episode. I, 
I seen, I've seen it once. It was a long time ago, and I, but I do remember bits of it. Okay. So, I mean, your your experience of those episodes. I mean, Ed just mentioned something that he was thinking about uh, Coop's episode there, but you, give your experience of each other's episodes. Start with you, Coop. Oh, gosh. Um, or do you want me to start uh, with Ed so you can do a Google? <laughs> no, I'm not Googling. I ain't Googling. It's fine. Um, yeah. um, as you said, we're saying it's the introduction of the special weapons, uh, Dalek. Yeah. And although it wasn't as big a part of the episode, that's your main takeaway from it, even though you've got, obviously, as you call it, the Hand of Olympus. <laughs> what was it actually? <laughs> the Hand of Omega. What was the Hand of Omega? Oh, Omega, yeah. I knew it as a watch. <laughs> Omega was an old, uh, an ancient time lord. Yeah. Which we are expecting at one time for him to come back in News Who at some Okay, point. so what you're saying to me is the one thing that you remember that stuck with you and that went somewhat well was that indeed was the, the special. Was the special, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, that's the one thing that I'm going to remember as well from the explanation, uh, apart from the <laughs> apart from the hand of Laura Sports. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to go through watch manufacturers. <laughs> so, Ed, hand yes. of Casio. What did you think? <laughs> what did you think of uh, Coops? Um, Coops. Yeah, as I said before, it was um, yeah. the music was good in it. Um, I love Murray Gold's scores anyway. Oh, um, Murray Gold! It was really it's good. I mean, the fact that Capaldi was talking talking to himself all the way through it, and he yeah. still kept you watching for forty five minutes when it was just one person talking to themselves. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was really well done for that. First yeah. time, and I guess I, I felt a bit. What the fuck is the point of this? Um, <laughs> I felt plot-wise it was not needed, but um, and I still think I okay. think that now. But um, right. it probably wasn't needed, but it was still very well done. See, this is why I didn't want to ask that question during the round, because mm. that one line would have probably swayed me over. Mm. It would have been like, yeah, it's a good episode, but why? Uh, mm. It doesn't really carry anything. Okay, mm. right. Whew, what a f- good first round. Coop's got a point. Hopefully Ed can pull it back I with the shit round. I point during all of this. <laughs> I, I just also, I would like to point out, um, I, I've I've been having a bit of a, 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 a sore throat recently. Not that, what before people say it, I've had my lateral flow. But if I'm wheezing throughout this, I do apologise. Well, apologise to yourself, mate. You're the one who's going to have to edit it out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time I'm talking, I'm running out of breath and I can just hear me going... <sighs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not that bad. Um, right, okay, moving on to that second wheel, Ed, once you've done drinking and wheezing. Um, so, oh, sorry, yes, um, how dare I? Before we go on, we'll quickly run through the bad lists. Um, guys, let's do this quicker than we did the first time, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, start off with Ed again. Uh, the Curse of the Black Spot. Fucking hell, bag of shit. Um, he's, on, he's on the pirate ship. People get cut, they get a black spot. And some fucking ghost comes and kills him. Sounds really good, actually. <laughs> right, Coop, fear. Uh, it was trying to glorify the 2012 Olympics four years before it happened, trying to get people hyped for it. Um, oh, right, okay. It was just a bit crap. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ed, in the forest of the night. Um, yes, yeah, so everyone wakes up one day and um, there's trees and plants all over London and a couple of lines. Mm. Good. Coop, 42. 
Uh, they appear on a spaceship. It's got 42 minutes before it crashes into the sun, and they've got to do a pub quiz to save themselves. Good. Uh, Ed, closing time. Oh, yeah, James Corden. <laughs> uh, yeah. Coop, Love and Monsters. Uh, a Doctor Light episode, which are normally considered quite nice. Um, it's just basically, oh, what's his name? Peter What's K. his name? Peter K. Peter K. As a yeah. big, yeah, big um, green blob monster who's absorbing people. I'm, I know, I'm, Coop probably knows this as well, but um, also the character that he plays was a monster created yep. by a Blue Peter viewer. Good. Uh, Ed, uh, Time and the Rani, Rainy? Time and the Rani, it's um, Sylvester McCoy's first one. It was the one where I said where he regenerated, uh, but it it, it wasn't Colin Baker, it was him in the wig. And it basically involved um, uh, Sylvester McCoy being erratic and rolling around the floor a lot, shouting at things. Good. Uh, Coop, the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a Christmas episode um, Those are usually like really big ones though, right? The Christmas ones Yeah, I didn't like it um, okay. It's a woman who has lost her husband The doctor help, tries to help her out Not Irresponsibly like gets her No <laughs> Irresponsibly lets his children into another world Which it's full of Christmas trees That's about to be burnt Um Good. Yeah. Okay. And the two doctors. Uh, yeah, this one was. Um, oh God, we watched this the other day, nineteen eighty-five, I think it was. Um, and it was Colin Baker, and they brought back uh, Patrick Troughton and one of the best companions ever, Jamie McCrimmon. Um, it just uh, it it was ridiculous, and it ended up with um, Patrick Troughton running around Spain with ginger eyebrows. Good. Uh, Boomtown Coop. Oh, you know full well that Ed knows what's coming up here. <laughs> so, a member of the Slovene family who we met in a previous episode from Rex Corcopathalopatorius. And um, happy families. <laughs> yep. Sorry, you fucking what? Rex Corcopathalopatorius. Yes. Sorry, that's not. Over is that a name? Yeah, it it's is. a planet. Um, and, she, and she wanted to um, go away on a tribophysical waveform microkinetic extrapolator. Okay. Nerd! Um, um, yeah, she. Oh, oh, oh no, no, I thought that was it. Rescue oh, Um She's taken over as the mayor of Cardiff and she's planning on blowing the whole thing up. Good. Uh, Ed, gridlock. Uh, gridlock. They're stuck in a traffic jam. Yeah, they, they are. That's it. <laughs> Is it a time yeah. traffic jam? <laughs> no, it's a traffic jam. We're flying cars. <laughs> Just with a Ford Anglia in front of Ad- them. Adler Handlin from uh, Father Ted and my hero, he's a cat. Good. Uh, what? Sorry, repeat that. He's a cat. <laughs> okay. Coop, uh, the rings of Akaten. Akaten? Akaten? Yeah, um, Fucking hell. This was going to be on my list. Most of his, around, well, I'll be honest, were going to be on the list, but this was going to be at the fucking top. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking awful episode. Um, so it's the first proper outing of Matt Smith and Jenna Louise Coleman. And it's all about the memories and the lives not lived from a leaf with craps. Well, and lots of singing. singing throughout. And singing. Yeah, too much singing. Far too much singing. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like the idea of musical leaf episodes. Right, <laughs> Orphan 52. 
Oh, okay, Orphan 52. Yeah, um, don't <laughs> don't pollute the planet or else we'll all become monsters, proper monsters. The end. Oh, cool. no, wait there. That cunt from the in-betweeners is green hair as well. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Uh, arachnids in the UK, Coop? I mean, it's kind of like yeah. snakes on a train, or like... Well, I think that's what they were going for. Uh, first on, the, on either of our lists of Jodie Whittaker, um, basically it's an allegory of Trump. Orphan, I had Orphan 52. Oh, you did? You did have Orphan, yeah. Uh, anyway, so a Trump-esque person, but Trump exists in this world, so therefore it's not Trump. Um is dumping a load of shit from all over the place and then building a hotel on top. All the shit makes mutant spiders and they've got some garage music in there for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, was it garage? I thought we saw his trap. I, I can't tell the difference. I'm too Who, old. I don't know the difference. <laughs> it's all noise. <laughs> Ed, you've got oh, a two-parter. Daleks in Manhattan slash evolution of the oh. Daleks. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, they're building the Empire State Building, but you don't know it. It's actually Daleks. And then this bloke, he's now a Dalek, but when he's a Dalek, I mean, he's got a pinstripe suit and tentacles on his head and one eye. Do they use the uh, Empire State Building to communicate? Is that their aerial? I can't remember. It's shit. I, I think I remember seeing something where they, they use it as an aerial. I they, can't remember. They, they were trying to generate enough power to... Um, create their own Daleks. I think they were harvesting humans to do experiments and make Daleks. I can't remember. Oh, there's guys that look like pigs as well. Oh, nice. Uh, Coop, kablam. Uh, It's Space Amazon. Hmm? Okay. Uh, Ed, Terror of the Vavoids. Yeah, um, plant aliens, bad. Good. Lots of plant-related things here. Um, Coop, you've got Navi. Oh, sorry. Hey, listen! <laughs> it's called Listen, everyone. Right. Got a Zelda reference in. Um, it is a story that is completely inconsequential to the plot, and it's all about the idea that you might have a monster under your bed. Under your bed? Yes. Good. Uh, Ed, Praxius. Uh, um, everything has plastic now. <laughs> Plastic's bad. Is is that plastic spade? No, plastics. Um, like um, oh, plastics bad. Like, we all I got we, it. Birds have plastic in them because of the plastic in the the world and aliens. Yeah, too much plastic. These are these are plastic aliens. So um, have we uh, not to you know piss Greta Thunberger off, but. I mean, why, why we, why so far they're all about leaves and right. You know, okay, now like this that. one here, I, I, I am all for like putting a important, you know, message into into Doctor Who, but yeah, make a good wrong. fucking story out of it. Well, yeah, not only that, but like you guys have just reeled off about five episodes in which they're talking about the environment and keeping it. Look, yeah, guys, but this, the stories are shit. do your bit and all that, but yeah, no, it's well. not about the underlying story. This is the story of the episodes that we're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's the, sorry, that was Praxius. Is it plastic stuff? Yeah. Okay. In that case, finally, Coop, you, a town called Mercy. Alien makes an alien Terminator. Alien Terminator wants to kill the alien because he's a bad man. I mean, and it the, sounds great. It's good. No, it's really shoddy. It's shoddy like as hell. It. <laughs> Each their own. <laughs> right. We're bound to have some crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> 
as well. Terminator, I got that. Wild West. Come yes. on. That's great. <laughs> it's not. Well, to me, it's not. And to be fair, I'm surprised there's not more crossover on all of our lists of things that we both like that the other one hates. And vice yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because, I've got to say, the curse, the, pro- of the, on, the curse of the Black speak. Spot, the piratey one, and the Town Good Mercy, I... They sound great. <laughs> About pirates and things like that, I fucking love. I like cowboy shit and Terminator things where you... Well, I guess it's not a Terminator thing, it's an alien, but still. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm in for it. But yeah, I hope to hear one of those in more detail in a minute. Ed, can you please fondle some wheels for us? Yeah. Whilst he's fondling that wheel, I will just say... Nice. Uh, lots of um, our fellow Hoovians um, nope. don't understand that we can all like and dislike what we like within the franchise. Oh, I am totally with you there. there. I've, You're I, getting I, very I've, militant. I've had a very... I had a conversation with someone the other day where the reason I hate Doctor Who, if any, is because of Doctor Who fans. They, mm-hmm. they gatekeep everything and they don't believe anyone else's opinions are valid. They're fucking awful, honestly. And bearing in mind, you know, the whole thing about Doctor Who, a lot of it is supposed to be about accept, you know, accepting people are different. And you know, people just don't fucking like it. We're they're, they're cunts. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. Um, right. This is Coops, this is Coop's wheel, I believe. Uh, Coops, it is Coop's wheel. It's got listen on it. Right. I will spin it. Click, 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 click. Click, it's Love and Monsters. Okay, I've got my work cut out for me. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might be shit at explaining it. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's the aim of the game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. And here Ed's comes wheel. mine. Click, 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 click. Orphan 52. Okay, right. It's going to be close. So I will graciously allow you to go first because I went first last time. <laughs> well, it's your choice. It's Mike's choice. <laughs> it's, it's true. Right, Coop. No. Um, <laughs> Ed, yes. uh, before I do lay into Coop, I do have a quick question about yours. Orphan hmm. 52, is it the same storyline as V for Vendetta? I can't where, where he's an orphan, gets like fucking chinned, locked in a jail <laughs> cell and stuff like that. Orphan just- refers to the planet. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I literally thought it was like orphan number 52 has gone a bit mental and killed everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, no probs. Right. Uh, in that case, please, uh, uh, Coop, Love and Monsters. Yeah. Synopsis, please, my love. Uh, okay, so there are a group of people who have noticed the Doctor over the years. Yeah. Um, they call themselves Linda. Heaven knows I can't remember what that stands for. Because uh, as, uh, to help. <laughs> no, no, I was just. I mean, you can go on to that in a second, but what I'll say is, um, Ed will attest to this. When it comes to the episodes we don't like, when we're doing a rewatch, we skip over those bastards. Um, so much so that this is the list that I was worrying about the most because I probably haven't watched them in a good five, maybe eight years, however long ago it was. Yeah, well, that's but the yes, thing, um, isn't it? You're not going to watch the ones that you consider to be shit, are you? I watched it last year. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? Um, yeah, so anyway, so yes. these Linda. characters are meeting up and they're exchanging stories. They've had an encounter of some sort at one point in their life with yeah. the Doctor. Okay, um, makes sense. I like it so far. This, this business-looking man um, decides to join, and you can tell he's a bit odd because he mispronounces words like eczema, which he claims he has, is eczema, 
Um, and the reason why he doesn't want people to touch him is because of his eczema, but it's actually because if anyone touches him, they'll be absorbed into his body. And which from that point, he then goes around trying to send them on little missions whilst slowly picking off the group. Um, there's a little bit of um, electric light orchestra in there, which is quite a nice input of that. Um, it's just one of the characters dancing around his room. And it's told, the story is mainly told from the perspective of a webcam. He's talking, the main character's talking to a webcam majority of the way through it. And it all turns out because the Doctor eventually turns up and basically melts the alien, which, as uh, Ed has already said, was a creation from a Blue Peter child. Uh, um, oh, this is Peter Kay, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was, I, right. Yeah. <laughs> These characters start melting away with him, and he manages to seal the love interest of the main character yeah. in a paving slab, in which they allude to that they still have some form of love life. It's just a face in a slab of concrete, and he's obviously grabbing that at night and going to town on it. Wow. Slobber slab. Right. Um... I mean, I'd hate to say it, Coop, but that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you haven't watched it. <laughs> okay, right. We'll, we'll come back and we're going to have to do some probing in a bit. Cause, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep quiet on it. I'm trying to keep quiet. So I'm... Okay, be, I'm right. Be, well, before be we go any further, are you a fan of Love and Monsters? Um, there are bits of it I appreciate. Oh, no, Ed, stop. No, no that's not allowed I'm, to talk about yeah. each other's episodes yeah. until okay. we're done. Yes. That's I fine. I know. Right, Ed, Orphan 52, me, son. Right, okay, yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember exactly how this works at the beginning of it, because it's been ages. I think from memory, it's like, there's a coffee machine in the TARDIS or whatever, and this coffee machine gives gives you like a free ticket to something, or it's bits of a cube or whatever. They, they put this cube together, and then the next minute they're transported to a, uh, a, a, a tranquility spa uh, right. on, a, on a planet. Um, this is Jodie Whittaker's Doctor with... Um, uh, with with uh, th- her three companions. Um, okay. Well, I don't, you know, Bradley Walsh, what's it, Graham and Yaz and the other one. I'm trying to remember his name. You can't remember his name, <sighs> can you? No. 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 It's no. a tiny temper. It's uh, Ryan. <laughs> That's the one. That's that the guy. Right. But um, yeah, so they go They go there. Um, so um, Bradley Walsh's character, he goes off uh, to chat to this older couple um, they've been they've been happily unmarried for for years, but he finally wants to propose to her, and they're chatting away. Meanwhile, Ryan's off to go to the use a vending machine to get a snack, and um, in that that's that snack apparently there's what's called a hopper virus, which is like a digital virus that can affect systems, and someone may have put it there for a reason, and that virus starts affecting the systems at the spa. Um and then the then for some reason or whatever Sorry, spa yeah. spa yeah spa is in health retreat massages yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay not spa is like, in corner shop not the corner shop no 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 okay. that it affected the premier in though no um <laughs> so it's the, a very hot room it's <laughs> a hot room uh, this um <laughs> fuck off. As soon as I walked in. <laughs> so this fucking, um, this place, suddenly there's a monster that comes along and attacks people as it does. Oh, where's it come from? Oh, we don't know. And then after a while, they realise they're on what they call a fake-ation. Um, because it's a, a VR. It's a fabricated um, 
uh, uh, environment on a desolate planet. This desolate planet is known as Orphan 52. And the reason it's called an orphan planet is because it's uninhabitable. Right. Um, but um, to escape these monsters, I believe, they then go away from this vacation and then they're in the middle of nowhere. And while they're there, they're, the next minute, I believe, they start seeing they're underground um, trying to escape these things. Oh, by this point, um, one of the women have already been killed and attacked by... Uh, <coughs> uh, this, the older woman had been attacked and killed because she was trying to rescue her husband who was already dead because he was killed by them as well. Uh, oh, and James Buckley with green hair is also there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they find out that uh, when they're underground that it's actually, I think it was part of, I can't remember if it was London Underground. I'm not, I can't remember, but it, they they realised then, oh shit, is this Earth? And like... Uh, the, the, doc- the doctor's going, trying to ignore it, and then they're going, but is it Earth? But we've been in the future, so we know what Earth looks like in the future. How can this be it? Um, and they've, but it effect- effectively, by the end of it, they, it, it comes down to it. That is a one possible outcome of what Earth could be in the future if we don't do something about it. And they found out that these predatorial apex monsters that were chasing them were humans after all. And that's what we right. evolved to on a desolate planet because we um, we destroyed fucked the planet. Up. We fucked it up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds... I mean, I don't really think... The, the storyline on, on a basis sounds good, right? I like the vacation mm. idea. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the desolate planet. I like that they're being chased by these things that are trying to kill them. And they actually turn out to be humans and evolution in like the future. I like that. The fact that, well, everything you just said then to get there sounded crap. Uh, I could, I could sense. Yeah, it was a bit. It, that's the uh, problem. Going, it was shit. I going will, around the houses. I will admit there was one part where <laughs> where the, this older woman, she was. She, the, I think her husband was called Benny. I remember her shouting out Benny a lot. Um, she, <laughs> she, Benny. Went out, she went out to try and find her husband, and then she for the, then. She found out that it wasn't there and then she was killed as well. And that moment, that like five minutes where they're there in this transporter, um, it was good. It was like a couple of minutes where it was good. And then the bit after was boring and the bit before was absurd. Hmm. Okay. Now, Coop. One thing for Ed's before you go on, Mike. Um, yeah. To me, sci-fi is always to tell real stories and real proverbs in a sense that you make the conclusions yourself. And in Ed's, right. they were far too heavy-handed with the, this is Earth. They could have made it any planet and it would probably improve the story quite a bit. Yeah. Um, right. the, the, the biggest thing that um, this era of uh, Doctor Who, because this was, this was not the series we're on at the minute, this was from the series before, um, the biggest problem that they've had is exposition. They're constantly explaining every single thing that is happening on screen at you. Mm. not going to all the time. No, it's just dumb, dumb, okay. dumb, dumbs it down all the time. Thank you very much for that, Coop. It's no problem. So, I had to say. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Coop, you uh, your storyline at the moment it sounds um, like quite positive, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, so. Come on, can you highlight some of that negativity for okay. me? What, what, what um, echoes about This will it? give a bit of editing for Ed in here. Um, now, obviously, I've said that the uh, 
the camp effects are quite good with Doctor Who. You enjoy it partially because of that. Could you do me one favor, Mike? Could you yes. Google the word Absorbalov? Absorb. I can spell it if you wish. Absorbalov. Oh, right. O B Z O R B A L O F F. O B Z. Whilst he's typing that in, um, it was London Investigation N Detective Agency. That was it. That was it. Can you, can you, sorry, can you just spell uh, it again? A B Z O R B A L O double F. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen this thing <laughs> before. Yes. That is Peter K in one of the worst costumes I've ever seen in Doctor Who. For my, for my, <laughs> and oh, I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> um, I just good. think the the underlying story is just lacking in my opinion because I know that Ed likes it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I think it, I feel K, like it was pushed in there for the competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Peter K himself. I feel like. I mean, obviously, he does comedy normally, Phoenix Nights and such like stand up. We all know him for that. Uh, Gallic bread. But uh, uh, I didn't find him comical at any point within this episode. Would you say he was playing more of a dramatic character in this rather than a funny character? Was he he trying to be funny? Is that what you mean? It was just wasn't coming off right. He was trying to act funny, I will say. He wasn't trying to be funny and he wasn't trying to be serious. He was trying to act like. Like a creepy weirdo. Right, okay, yeah. Mission accomplished on that front then. Okay, I mean... Yeah, I see what you mean. I see him on set as well, like he's literally just running around London in that fucking suit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does look like Fat Bastard, everyone listening. Uh, I'm sure for those watching, Ed will put a picture over. Uh, but yeah, it looks kind of like Fat Bastard with a little bit of... Um, the guy who tells Quaid to get to the reactor um, <laughs> from Total Recall. That sort of thing going. your mind. Quarto, isn't it? Yes, yes, Quarto. Yeah, Quarto. Mm. Yeah, Quarto. Yeah, something like that. Quarto? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I fully get what you mean. Uh, oh, shit, yeah, just watched a gif where he sucks someone into his hand. Mm-hmm. The special yeah. effects are awful. So, um, Coop. The storyline of this, you mentioned Linda at the beginning and you said, oh, as Ed will know, we just skip over these because they're always shit. Is the Doctor present in this episode at all or is it completely separate? He is present in flashbacks. For example, the main character, um, he remembers him from a childhood experience. Yeah. And the others talk about their experiences and then he appears at the end to fix everything. So he is very much... It is very much, he turns up with a sonic screwdriver, they smash a cane, and everything's good again. And now this man's being sucked off by a paving slab. So he does save the day, does Dr. O. Yeah. Which doctor is this? Is, is it Tennant? This is Tennant, yes. Uh, it's very early Tennant, season one? Um, it's, his first, it's his first series, so it's series two. Is it? Uh, for, uh, series two of the revival. Oh, so yeah, yeah. His, his first one, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, his yeah. first, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying... I'll, 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 I'm going to go through it after his decision because yeah. I want to yeah, talk yeah. about this one. I feel yeah, like I'm there's, happy for you to do so. I feel like there's so much hate to to give to this this whole the premise of this the whole story. 
I'm just I'm finding it hard. Like the the storyline, <clears throat> it makes it makes sense. It's 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 quite straightforward. It looks comical. It's aimed at kids, maybe in some respects. That's possibly what that's possible. What it is now. We all know that aspects of Doctor Who are aimed at kids, and some's aimed at adults. Yeah, I present. I normally like episodes that have a bit of both in each. Okay. I don't like the ones that, as you say, this one looks like it's aimed just for kids. This one feels like it's only meant for kids, apart I don't from think it's- the little joke. Oh, no, 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 that's my name. No. I was just going to okay, say, it's you, can say, you, can say you, you, you were just talking about a blowjob reference. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing in there that I feel that is adult is the hint at a love life with a paving slab. Okay, right. Um, trying to look for that now. Uh, <laughs> you don't see it. <laughs> you don't oh, you see never see the slab. Stood in the corner. With the, you see the pavement it, slab. It, 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 it's when they say we do still, you know, we still do manage to have some form of love life. It's uh, don't, don't talk that. about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, Coop. Apart from that, I mean, I'm actually struggling because no, the whole that's, episode that's, is without the Doctor. It's weird to call yeah. this a Doctor Who episode, don't you think? There are quite a few um, episodes out there that we refer to as Doctor Light episodes, and yeah. some of them are really good. This okay, was Doctor fir- Light. This okay. was the first Doctor Light episode. Um, the third one was, was Blink. And mm. it's one of, as I said, it's one of my favourite Doctor Who stories, if not my favourite of the, the um, new series of Doctor Who, with the Weeping Angels. There is a possibility that I am judging Love and Monsters on how good Blink was. And that and is a possibility. Midnight, Midnight was the, th- the, the, the third one. which no, was one Midnight is only Doctor. It's not Doctor Light at all. Oh, no, sorry, it's the opposite right. way around. Sorry, I was turn left. Yeah. Turn left was... Yeah, the, turn yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I feel well, like Blink, it was their first... Ed- sorry? Was Go Blink, ahead. not Blink wasn't a Doctor Light episode. Was it was, it? It was yeah. a very Doctor Light he episode. Was, he, was, he only really featured in... Bon- he only did, fit, apart from the very end, feature in bonus features on DVDs. Oh, because it was the two ladies viewing the house, wasn't it? Yeah. At the, of, at the, of yeah, the viewing right. house yeah, or whatever, they, they, exploring yeah, they, they or whatever. There, and one of them was sent back in time. Yeah, that's the one. I suppose okay. if you base this as an experiment which led to Blink, I can understand that it may not be as bad as other choices that are on the list. But I feel like if you don't take that into account, it's, I don't know, Ed likes it. Uh, likes parts of it. I, I just find I it bloody awful. I, I won't say I like it, but yeah. <laughs> you like I, parts of it. I, I understand it's worth. There are aspects. Yeah. Mm. Parts of what? Sorry, this episode. Yes. Well, I'm trying not. I will talk about it afterwards. No, no, no. no that's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, okay. All I will say are the aspects that you enjoy are that it eventually led to the episodes like Blink? No. No, okay. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Right. Now then, Mr. Edward, some mm-hmm. more about yours, sir. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, we have planets. We have, um, yeah, again, what I can see to be a, a relatively okay storyline. I'd say the storyline was actually better than Coop's, uh, on the paper at least. Mm-hmm. So um, can you emphasise more why or any particular scenes maybe that really stick out in your head and make this uh, seem like where they really screwed this potentially fine storyline up someone um, came to the desk and said look i've got an idea for an episode lads here's what it is blah 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 he handed it off to the next person and then they fucked up what what happened 
I think for me, it's all about pace with this. Um, right. It feels like it, it's it, the pace is all out of out of place. It's it's focusing on bits that it doesn't need to focus on to progress the story. Um, it, and I, I, it's so difficult to explain. It's just one of those ones you, yes, you know when you, just, you you can just tell it's badly written throughout. I think it is just that it's it's just not. It, it feels like it could have been done well. Um, and I, I first watched it, and I, I was really trying to convince myself it was good. And, yeah. and but the, my, it was a discussion I was having with my son, and um, he thought it was a bit crap. And I think I can't. No, it wasn't. And but I have to admit it was. And I made Flora watch this one as well, and she, I think she could even pay attention throughout it. Um, it's. I don't know. There are, there are characters there you should really enjoy, especially like, I keep trying to remember his name from James Buckley. That's who it was. James yeah, Buckley he's was the in completed it. it, mate. And, and yeah, that's the guy. And he, he's got his um, this character's son there where um, he's a mechanic or whatever, but he's actually his son who knows how to do everything. Um, uh, it, it, there should be a really good re- relationship going between them, but no, he just seems like a dick. Um, it feels right. like there are characters. I think that's that what he complained. Hey, Can you-, you tell me more about this fake Asian? I want to know the mechanics behind it. Obviously, there's that. Uh, it, makes, it makes me think of the Red Dwarf episode where they're wearing like VR headsets. And no, like no. Okay, so what this is, yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine a big holog- hologram. The resort. That's yeah. effectively what it is. So it's got invisible walls around it. On um, an inhabitable planet. On an inhabitable planet, yeah. And because this virus that right. was released out of a packet of crisps, um, it damaged the systems, then uh, that means right. the creatures from outside could get into the resort. Um, okay. And that's... that's the outside of the dome isn't physical. It's a, it's a shield shell. Yeah, so it's it's like a, an ozone layer sort it's like of a force field. It's a force field around it. And oh, so it's it a dam- force field. It damages okay, right. the force field around it, which manages that means the inhabitants of the um, the the planets could get in then and then start attacking people. Okay. Yeah. Right. I have my judgment. Mm. I think we all know. It's Ed. Ed gets a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the, the the what swayed it for me actually. Um, uh, obviously, Coop. I think um, when when you're explaining your one, especially in that last little segment there, you you uh, it seems maybe it isn't as bad as it could be. I feel like what happened is you had to pick ten bad episodes, and you thought, oh, that one was fucking shit. I'll put that in. I, um, I, and then I was like, I don't there. remember. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, and this you, that's the, uh, this is where that's find, the thing. I find this strange because I remember Love and Monsters and Love and Monsters came out in 2006. Orphan 52 came out not last year, the year what, before. two years ago? I, yeah, yeah, I think it was two years ago. And it's, I've already forgotten most of it and it was really difficult for me to uh, remember. It was one of the, it was one of the few on my shit list that I have not, I have not revised up on. You don't appreciate, I didn't appreciate when I, like when we planned this, mm. how hard it is to talk about something that you don't find enjoyable and you don't, that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you haven't. I should have bloody rewatched all of my bad episodes 
and all the good episodes before doing this. And I it, it, it's all a gamble, it isn't it? It is there, there'll be there, There'll be five on that list that you remember everything about. You remember exactly why it pissed you off and they are shit. They're notorious. Every other Whovian on the planet knows they're fucking shit and will be backing you up. And then there's the other five, which you kind of had to think and muddle and fudge through. And if you get two episodes that one, someone feels really strongly about and the other one's just like, oh, this is actually a bit of filler and I just yeah. had to pop most, it in. Most, most things, if it's shit, you're not going to watch it anyway. So it's really difficult well, yeah, to that's it. Yeah. not going to watch definitely. it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Especially so, an episode that, as you say, was like 2005, was it? 2006. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't really. Uh, I I have watched this. I remember that suit. I remember not knowing who Peter K was probably uh, back then, or at least caring too much who he was. I've never really watched Phoenix Night. The reason, but the the thing that swayed me for that, and the reason why Ed got the point, is um, just the <laughs> no, not at all. No, the um, it's the packet of crisps. Open a packet of crisps. Somehow that damages a force field, but it, 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 it damages it enough for their, for beings to be able to get in, but for the unhabitableness to stay out. So they're obviously living fine, running around inside this uh, environment. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they're fine. They, they get, they, so, they, 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 uh, they are questioned afterwards. Why did you decide to build it on this planet? Because it's cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's the same reason why we build things in China. It doesn't necessarily mean we should do. Uh, but here we are. Um, so, yeah, that that was why. It kind of fucked me off. Things like this. I mean, uh, yeah, again, sorry to keep going back to it, guys, but Red Dwarf, they're famed for coming up with all these wacky, crazy fucking things, like a, a white hole instead of a black hole. And then scientists going, huh. Actually, that that makes sense. Uh, that's the thing. Um, and so this sounds like the opposite of that. It sounds like they came up with the story and worried about the science afterwards. Whereas I believe, even though, of course, these are all mythical, made-up stories, creatures, and science, it has to somewhat resemble the physics and nature as we know it. Um, obviously, I don't know anything about this fucking ozone layer force field thing, but the fact that a packet of crisps took it down uh, ruined it entirely for me. Uh, and the fact that that story, uh, that bit or that excerpt managed to squeeze its way through onto the writing desk, I can only assume there's many more bits like that within the episode as well. Hmm. Okay, gents, uh, anything you would like to add about each other? Yeah, you um, talk about what he likes about Love and Monsters. Yeah, okay. I, I, think, I think I want to talk about this. Because it shows about how, once again, how the, the, the Doctor has affected and impacted individual people, uh, like just the normal people of Earth. And and this one guy who remembers seeing him as a child in his front room, and he doesn't know why. Um, but it also brings back bad memories, but he just can't explain it, and he wants to know why he was there. And it, it, it's it's a nice way of like unify people, and it's just having fun. It's one of these ones that is having fun with itself because it once again it was a build up to um, the the finale. Unfortunately, they had fear her, which was also the shit list. But afterwards, <laughs> um, I don't think it's it, I don't think it's that bad. And the, what I love about it as well is whilst while they're trying to find out about the doctor, they they he suggested to try and um, get familiar with. Um, Rose Tyler's mum. Oh, I forgot so completely he about to, that. <laughs> he, sta he, he starts to get involved with her, uh, like like doing help around the house, her handyman work. She's there thinking, oh, oh I'm in here. That. But he's only, he's only with her for one reason. Um, so and then eventually he finds a picture of um, Rose 
in his jacket pocket because she was going to slip some money in for a pizza that he was that he was ordering for them. And then finds out that he's got a, post, a picture of his daughter. And he went, oh, it's not like that. It's not like that. And yeah. she goes, no, I know exactly what it's about. It's about her and the doctor. And it, it shows like how it's impacted her being alone. But she lived there with her daughter for that long. And it really, you know, it, mm. it expands upon some backstory of Rose. Yeah, Peter Kay's character was a bit shit. But, it, I mean, fuck's sake, we had the Slitheen before this. And they well, are yeah. fucking worse. Um, Which are from sister planets, aren't they? Yeah, apparently they made that up. Yeah, um, what is it? Um, the the PK's character, he's from the planet Klom, which is a sister planet of Raxacorica Um And the Doctor, for some reason, comes out with, um, oh, you look like the Slith- Slitheen or something like that. It's like, they don't look anything alike. It's a little bit racist, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I, I like it, I like about it, the reason the Doctor <laughs> finds them, so he's being chased by this absorber off, and then suddenly the TARDIS turns up, and then Rose steps out of the TARDIS, and the reason is there, just to turn around to him and go, you've upset my mum. Nobody upsets my mum. And that's the whole reason. You know, there's a big green alien there, and the reason they're there is because he wants she wants to have a word because she found out that he's upset her mum. And the other reason I like it, so this is all about this guy's video. Um, Elton, diary. that's his name. Elton, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, think about his big video diary. Um, and he then gets told why the doctor was there. It was because there was, I can't remember what it was, like a shadow alien or something like that in in the house. And it yeah. was the night that his mum died. And okay. he'd blocked that from his memory. He mentally blocked that from his memory. And that's why he was there. And there was a bit of a, a touching moment there where it was like a flashback of him waving his mum in the field. And then his mum suddenly fades away. And it was really See, nice. that, I completely that forgot explanation there. Yeah. This was sounding much worse than what Coop said. If Coop said that, I would have thought this was the fucking worst. I completely forgotten all about the Jackie Tyler stuff. Completely yeah. just wiped it from my memory. <laughs> yeah. And Coop, have you got anything to add about Ed's? No. Um, yeah. Orphan Orphan, 52. When, I, when I looked at Ed's list, I was like, damn, I should have put that on mine. <laughs> Is it Orphan 52 or Orphan 55? Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's have a quick Google. I think it's Orphan 55. Have I written it down wrong? I'm going to Google it. Yeah, it's 55. Uh, it is 55, that yeah. shit. I've forgotten what it is. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, God. That means that I remembered the name of it better in my head. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only when other people started saying it that I had to question it. Um, yes. Right. There was probably Doctor Who fans screaming throughout this po- the beginning, this part of the podcast. It's 55! Fucking hell! Fucking hell. <laughs> Well, at least well, it's been rectified now. It yeah. It's rectified now. Mm. Uh, right. Okay. Um, now I'm it's time for round three, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to this. Round three. <laughs> uh, so uh, f- if you've made it this far, thank you. Well done. Uh, you are a true pocket knocker, Hoovian and Co- Cooper fanito. Now. No, um, I <laughs> We have to give, uh, well, these two lovely gents uh, some some doctors and uh, they have to come up with reasons after five minutes of research and Googling. Don't know what that's going to do for them, but um, <laughs> that's going to give them, uh, a, they're going to have to come up with a story uh, and uh, why this character would actually be a good Doctor Who. All God, right then, and we'll, we'll, we'll spin for, uh, let's spin for Ed first this time, seeing as Coop spun first the two, first two times. Oh. No. Right then, why not? That, be, that means uh, you go first as well in the explanation. 
Uh, this is going to be an interesting round. Okay. Very. <laughs> okay, let's see what the wheel gives you. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, you got Frasier! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, it's not the one I okay. wanted. <laughs> Ed has Frasier, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, lives in New York. Uh, he's, Seattle, uh, he's San Francisco. Oh, is Seattle. Seattle. I literally yeah. never watched an episode. Uh, but he's a, a psychologist and... Well, not a very good one as well, as far as I know. So, Coop, let's spin the wheel. I don't even know which one I would prefer tick, it to be. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, you got Doctor yeah. Evil. <laughs> okay, I mean, literally a bad guy. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Should work. Hey, you're gonna have to make it work, man. And you got five minutes to do so. We will catch you by guys back in a second. Okay, bye. <laughs> Right, let's see where we are. Oh, look, rocks. Let's go. Everyone, welcome back. We have had our five, well, they have had their five minutes research. Uh, Coop's uh, not looking very confident in himself, and Ed is looking disappointed in me personally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No change. Yeah. Great idea. (laughs) Terrible execution. Okay, right, guys, I'm going to start off with Ed, and I'm going to be asking some questions. Ah, Right. Okay. Um, I mean, first of all, why would, um, you know, Frasier be a good Doctor Who? Well, uh, I think his, uh, let's say his vocabulary... Uh, and his um, his accents they're they're the closest we'd probably get for from uh, America that uh, we get to, to English in a way um, very well spoken with um, don't look don't look like that Mike Just stick with me I think he would be a good fit for the character um, he because he, he talks English yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's, it's the closest we'd probably get to the English accent over in America. That's what I'm trying to go to. Um, don't look at me like that, Michael. And, <laughs> well, and he's definitely got lots of you know lots of words in his brain that he could use to to to, to throw out you know all the whole reversing the polarity of the neutron flow in his own way um he's got he's got a good way of talking to people um because that's his job his job is talking to people i i think he's already got a nice set of companions set up there with his brother and daphne and uh his dad yeah, he can come along. He could be like the the Bernard Cribbins esque character there, and if, well, fuck it. You, they, you know, the dogs had canine at one point. He's got a fucking dog as well. That's a good start, I think. Um, What's the dog's I name? Think, again? Uh, Eddie, isn't it? Possibly. What sounds was the question? Right. Right. What was the dog's name? Yeah, oh. it was Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Um, <laughs> Fuck it. Okay, but no, don't hang yourself. Right. Stay there. Right. Coop, same yes. question, sir. What makes Doctor Evil a good Doctor Who? Should we just give it to it? No. Um, <laughs> um, Doctor <laughs> Evil would be the best Doctor. Um, of course. We already know that he can be multiple people. He's regenerated into other characters of his franchise in the past. 
He could be a fat bastard. He could be a gold member. He could be even an Austin Powers. But anyway, um, we know his obsession with um, his engineering skills. Um, he likes to make things phallic. And what is more phallic than a sonic screwdriver? Um, yeah. Um, he's already got his companion in Mr. Bigglesworth, his yes. naked cat. What yeah. would be amazing to see is a robotic version of Mr. Bigglesworth. With a freaking laser beam on his head. With a freaking laser beam attached <laughs> to his head. <laughs> um, now, we, we all know that the Doctor is capable of both good and evil acts. Even though he is a good guy, he has done a lot of awful things in his past, and he still does awful things from time to time, within the idea of the greater good. Now, Dr. Evil is obviously in the first, his first two films, he is portrayed as a bad guy, but you eventually find out that he is a good guy and most of his bad things don't work anyway. So he, he is a good guy. Well, there we go. He is a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, loose are these threads? Don't pull on them, you cunt. <laughs> 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 oh, oh good i tell you what this this is probably going to be uh the only time i'm in this position uh for quite some time until i'm doing it again i'm sure it's such a good feeling to watch you guys squirm as i ask questions <laughs> okay do you know how if- awful this is <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you on as a guest sometime Coop, so you can be on the other end of it okay ed if your Dr. Frazier, uh, who was going to, uh, you know, be good friends with another doctor, what doctor do you think they would be good friends with and why? Oh. I think, uh, I think it would be John Pertby, uh, the third doctor. Um, because, right. um I, I, he... He, the, 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 the John Pertwee, when people try to pretend they're a lot smarter than they are, they are. He he likes to put them in this place and uh, show, you know just show them how ridiculous they are. Um, and whilst um, uh, Doctor Fraser Crane uh, is is there to listen to people, he also he he can't stand. Uh, people doing exactly the same thing. He, he thinks people, you know, he he's, he puts himself in such high regard in comparison to other people um, that I think he would do so. And I, I, what you know, I think maybe maybe they wouldn't be friends. Maybe they would argue with each other, but um, it would be an yeah. interesting relationship to see on screen. Okay, um, Coop. Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, Bigglesworth would be uh, the companion for Dr. Evil Who. <laughs> that I don't believe, I don't know, I'm hands of the hour, I don't bloody know, but I don't think... Oh, there'll be, other compa- there'll be other companions, but, you know, he would help along, Mr. Bigglesworth. I feel like he's more of a, a tribute, literally a pet. So what? What? which companion from actual Doctor Who do you think would oh. work well alongside Dr. Evil? Oh. Well, to be fair... There are many a times where his companions are treated as pets. Yeah. As in, they, they are there to keep him company whilst he does it. Okay, some of them help him out with giving him ideas he might not necessarily have thought of, but he does all the work mostly. Yeah. Um, companion-wise, that he... That Mr. Oh, you bastard. Um, 
Um, I reckon he would get on well with... I reckon he would get on well with Clara Oswald in the middle segment, where she was a bit shit, because he's... Because he's... Because he's also... um, well, they'll both be annoying together and they'll bounce <laughs> off of each other. <laughs> and let's face it, right, this was, you're probably not going to ask this question, so I'll snip it in here. It's a um, little bit of a dig, but it's not probably a dig. Obviously, Fraser is a doctor who we know his name. Dr. Evil. Evil's not his name, not his real name. We don't know the doctor's <laughs> name. This is really loose. These threads are so fucking loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ed. Uh, well, actually, th- oh, this question's for both of you, but I'll ask Ed first. Um, obviously, each doctor dresses in their own certain way. They, you know, they have a different thing. The scarf, uh, you know, uh, the Chuck Taylors, uh, whatever it might be. Well, how would Fraser dress? No, he's not allowed to dress like he does. What would be his trademark? I, th- I think he'd have a bowler hat. Really? Yeah. I think he would have a bowler hat. Um, he'd, we've, had, we've had a couple of doctors that would use an umbrella as, uh, as their attire. So Colin yep. Baker and Sylvester McCoy, they both had um, umbrellas. I think he would go for the umbrella and bowler hat. Very akin to, say, uh, John Steed, almost, from the Avengers. Yeah, right, yeah. That yeah. kind of look, definitely. And he might even go for the John Steed style. You know, maybe, you know, maybe his bowler hat would, you know, it, it could be like he could use it to... Twats on tyrants in the back of the head and things like that. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And of course, and Coop, same for you, my love. What about trademarks and things? Uh, oh. I know that that Dr. Evil get up is so iconic, but he's going to have to slip out of that. What are you he's thinking? He's going to have to slip out of that. And he will slip out of it. Because as we all know, as Dr. Evil has said many times, there is nothing better than a freshly shaved scrote. So he's going to walk around <laughs> with nothing but a... <laughs> Nothing but a shiny silver cock ring, and it will be Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that shiny oh, cock end, Sonic cock uh, ring. <laughs> uh, uh, Coop takes oh. the point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that is because i mean to be honest it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a winner at the beginning wasn't it i mean he's already basically in a sci-fi set it's very easy to see him on the set of doctor who to be fair really? i would say so yeah you had it on you had it up from the spin basically yeah uh but no not just that the way you did the way you put it uh with regards to um you know the fact that he's already in charge of his own crew and everything like that uh you did put a good spin on it um and i could genuinely see that happening that'd be be great when Um, you asked the first question when you were asking about um what doctor he would be best with yeah I was getting prepared for that question. I didn't realise you were going to ask me a different question. Yeah. And it really fucking threw me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, well, I did that on I purpose. Was gonna, <laughs> I was going to say Capaldi, because we always already know that he can act alongside and bounce off an annoying, bold person. That's <laughs> true, okay. yeah. Being not off. Matt Smith, yeah. yeah. Not Matt Smith, uh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, 
I really want is Quincy, just so (laughs) I could go off the fact that his boat was this TARDIS and um, all all those women he brings to his his, (laughs) his boat, his companions. I'm I'm, I'm more of a, uh, well, of course, Doc Robbins from CSI. Uh, Those of you uh, who are long-time listeners probably know I'm a big fan of CSI. I would love to do one of these episodes about CSI, but literally no one else in the world uh, likes it. So there's that. But Dr. Dre, I think, would have been a really good one. I'm so glad I didn't get that. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, Coop wins this podcast. I was not expecting that at all. I was convinced from the beginning that Ed was going to win. <laughs> well done, well done. Because he is um, a bigger Doctor Who fan than I am, a better Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make him a better man, does it? No. Now. <laughs> well, maybe you should get him for Christmas a shiny Sonic cock ring. <laughs> what, what were you assuming I haven't got him on for his birthday <laughs> I assumed that it was a different colour and it wasn't Sonic it has to be Sonic yeah it's got pictures of Sonic on it yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it says got to come fast on it <laughs> yeah, it'll be it and I'm sure he'll be introduced to Knuckles in no time yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. Um, what a what a note to end on, everyone! That has been Coop Cooper. Thank you very much for joining hey, us for on me, this lovely podcast, um, man. It's been great, and I've learned so much, guys. Thank you for you, teaching you, me. It wasn't you, as boring as I thought it would be. You change your username again, Coop, but just to try and make it uh, easier yes. Because and, we, and, we, and to be fair, it was all zeros. your fault. It was all your fault. You always mocked me about the zeros, and the only reason why I did that is because there's some asshole out there with the username that I wanted. Yeah, um, and he doesn't stream, or I'm assuming it's a he. Um, and I tried to contact him, and he wouldn't get rid of it. This sounds, <laughs> like, this sounds like Dean all over again. Yeah, this yeah, dumb. <laughs> so in the end, I went with the Coop Cooper because no one had the the at the beginning with hyphens in, but not hyphens underscores between each word. The underscore okay. Coop underscore Cooper on Twitch. Go and, and guys, if. If you if you didn't get that, it'll be in the link below, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but this has been great. I've learned so much. And there's actually a couple of episodes that I definitely want to watch now. Um, Orphan 55 is not one of them. Um, what was Orphan, that? Or Orphan 56. Oh, so, okay. no, the wife has just come in asking for tobacco. So I've thrown right. some water. <laughs> yeah, she's been waiting out there for 10 minutes, apparently, waiting for me to get to a point. Where I can't, I'm coming. Sorry, the cat was just being a dick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. It's all fucking gone to shit in the Cooper household. <laughs> I just imagine she's been waiting outside that door for 10 minutes. So like, I don't want to disturb him. He's making a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Of course, Ed the Penguin, bottom right. Uh, you can follow him on all your local things. Uh, Ed, you're streaming every day now? Uh, Sunday to Thursdays. Nice. And guys, Pocket Knockers, we're on Twitch, Twitter, you know, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you guys will agree to this, but I'll mention it anyway. Um, the uh, There will be a YouTube version of our uh, game show quiz on YouTube. If you guys want, you can put a link to it in the description. Yeah, and if you want, don't worry. If you're not, the, you can do it a la- obviously a later date. Yeah, we have to on, retrospectively on the, yeah. on the YouTube video yeah. version. We'll update the description once it's there. Yeah, 
if you're Thank watching you this much, between guys. November 26th and December the 17th, it won't be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, it'll be there. You are presuming that people have got to the end of this and <laughs> dealt with our shit for the last God knows how long. Watch it in the new year. Right. <laughs> it's been great fun, guys. And everyone listening, we have been the Pocket Knockers. Thank you for listening slash watching. If you're not watching, then listen. If you're listening, then why don't you try watching? <laughs> we will see you next time. All right. Just rub Waving your sounds. Bye. <laughs> it sounded like that turtle coming. <laughs> oh, John the turtle. John the turtle. <laughs> Oh, shit, the bed.